Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Get the discussion started. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Back on the panel, let's get back to your calls. 877-337-6666, going on 5 a.m. The warm-up show with Al and CeeLo, I believe. Gio is sick. I don't know what's going on around here. Marco's sick. Gio is sick. <laughs> uh, Pat is calling from Long Island. What's up, Pat? How's it going, Sal? Good, Pat. How are you? Um, good. I'm just calling. I was listening, working, listening to what you were talking about earlier. I was going to say one team when talking power rankings that are... Two teams that are slept are both our enemies. I think the Marlins and Orioles are already underrated going into this season. Potentially. I mean, I'd be lying <laughs> if I said I knew enough about what's going on with the Marlins. Um, I like the hierarchy. You all right? No, sorry. I, uh, wrong pipe. Oh, no, no. It's all right. Yeah, no. Take a deep breath, a little water for you. You'll be fine. Um, the Marlins, I don't really know enough about, uh, what they've done. I know they have some good young pitching, obviously. I like the hierarchy with Kim Ang. I think she does a great job. I know they just hired Terry Collins as an advisor as well. So I like that. Baltimore had a terrific year last year, shocking everybody with their 83 wins. But, but to what extent? Like, do you really think the Orioles are going to be able to compete with the Blue Jays and the Yankees and the Rays? Do you really think the Marlins will be able to compete with the Mets, Braves, and Phillies? I honestly think yes, because they're going to be slept on. And the hardest opponents are in division, where the Orioles are almost like my Yankees kryptonite. They play us so much that they just know what to do. We had a bad record against a bad team, and I think they're only better. And I think I'm only saying this as a betting standpoint. I forgot to say. I have money on them making playoffs. Who, the Orioles and the Marlins? Yes, just making playoffs. I'm not having them divisional what, yet, but what I feel odds like did you I get can. On that? I believe it was like uh, fifth, 
like uh, you put in a hundred, you get five hundred or something okay. like that. Yeah, five to one that they made the playoffs. Whatever. I, I mean, I don't hate the bet. I don't think though that they're gonna outside of your bet. If we're just looking at it from a baseball standpoint, I can't envision even the best case scenarios where the Marlins or Orioles do better than third place, and even third place is a stretch. I mean, are the Orioles going to – and remember, too, the schedule is different this year where you don't play the division. It's more of a balanced schedule, so you're not playing the division as much. The Mets will not be playing the Marlins as much, and the Yankees obviously not playing the Orioles 19 times. I actually did not know that. Yeah. Yeah, I never read it a little. Yeah. No, no. (laughs) I mean, that's not a huge deal. It's just, if anything, it might – help your bet to where, you know, the Orioles don't have to play the Yankees so often. It's a balanced schedule. But, uh, look, the Orioles are good. I think you'd have a chance with them more so than Miami. I can't imagine the Marlins making the playoffs. Something crazy would have to happen. Braves, Mets, Phillies, one of those teams would have to have a disastrous year, and then Miami would have to get in as that third team in that division and likely that third team. And then same for the Orioles where maybe something – Not as crazy, but the Red Sox would have to stink again, which is possible. The Rays would maybe have to come back to the pack a little bit, and the Orioles would have to be just a little bit better than they were a year ago. Maybe they find themselves in a postseason. I don't think it's a crazy bet, but you got to get as long as you get good odds for it. Yep. Have a good night. I just wanted to hear your take on that. Thank you, Pat. I appreciate you checking in. I mean, again, like I said, it's earlier for – it's a little early for – the futures and think about the bets like that and who's going to make the playoffs or not. And if you are making bets like that, I like the idea of going with a price. You're looking for a little bit of value. So you take the Orioles and Marlins, two teams who many people aren't expecting to do significant damage, two teams who finished in fourth place in their divisions a year ago, and maybe they can leapfrog one of those teams and get in. Not a bad flyer to take. Especially Baltimore because they were good last year. What did Miami end up with? Yeah, I mean, Miami was, they were rough. 69 wins on the year for Miami. Baltimore won 83 games, we said before. That's crazy. Will is calling from Long Island. What's up, Will? Hey, what up, Sal? How are you, Will? I'm good, man. I love listening to you. I wish I freaking worked more overnight. No, (laughs) don't wish that. Just listen to me on the free Odyssey app whenever you want. Oh, you're right, bro. I should I should start rewinding that. Well, you'd rather do that than work the overnights, no? Yeah. <laughs> That's I, right, yeah. I wish I could tape the show during the day and run it on the overnight. That would be great. I know. When you're on during the day, I'm like, oh, sound's on. Let's go. Turn it up. I appreciate the support, Will. Thank you very much. So um, I wanted to call about Barkley, but I guess I'll just pick up where you uh, left off before the break before. So... Early this season, before actually in the preseason, there was news that Blake Martinez got cut. Bradbury went to another team. They declined Jones' fifth-year option. And me and my dad looked at each other and said, ah, it's going to be another two-win season. Get ready. We're restarting. We're getting a new quarterback. And we said, you know what? That's not really a problem because we saw what what Brian Dable did in Buffalo. So we said, "Mm, we should trust them with a rookie. Even though we love Jones, I I even called Boomer and Geo this year saying Daniel Jones is going to have a good year, and they were clowning me. And you know I'm a huge supporter of Daniel Jones. I love him, but guess what? That's why you don't do business with your family, right? 
it's not the right business decision to bring him back or Saquon, honestly. If we don't bring back either of those guys, and this is the other part, Brian Dable and Joe Shane showed they gained my trust this season. Joe Shane was making up pickups off guys' practice squad. He got Isaiah Hodgins in here. Like, he knows what he's doing, and Dable does too. So I have, I have trust in them. And if uh, Jones is asking for too much money, that's the other thing. He wants $45 million. What team is going to pay him that? No team will pay him $45 million, so why should we? Well, I would let him test the market if I'm the Giants in that case. And again, I don't know how this works. I know they have to make a decision here uh, by March 7th, which is going to be a good day. I was reading about that with um, Giants Daily. does a great job on Twitter, at NYG uh, Daily. And um, it was saying if the Giants don't strike a deal with Jones or Saquon before March 7th, then they're going to have to franchise tag Daniel Jones, and possibly that opens the door for Saquon Barkley. So March 7th is a key day to watch here with the Giants and the franchise decision and all that stuff. But, look, the, Daniel Jones, if I'm the Giants, I'm not letting him force me into anything. But they want him back. I mean, you know that they want him back. It's just a matter of if they could come to an agreement on the price. So it's not like the Giants are being cheap. It's that they want to build out the rest of the team. Yeah, and that's just the formula to win right now. If you have a quarterback on his rookie deal, you can spend money on that number one corner, that number one linebacker, that number one DN. Like, that's where or, you need spend- Or if you're like the Jets, Will, and you have all the other spots filled, the cornerbacks, the D-line, the offensive line, the wide receivers, the running back. If you have everything in the other spots on rookie deals, then you can pay the quarterback big money, like Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, the Giants are in a spot where they don't have those other pieces in place that the Jets do. And their quarterback, that they're going to have to pay a significant amount, not $60 million like Rodgers, but they're going to have to pay a significant amount. He's nowhere close to where Aaron Rodgers is. Yeah, that's a good point, though. So if we're not just a quarterback away... It doesn't make sense to bring this guy back. Let's let's rebuild. But you need a quarterback. And, and see, that's what Joe Shane's going to do. I mean, they are – they. it's not that they're rebuilding. They're still in that process. They're not going to strip it down and rebuild. They are rebuilding. Last year was year one. They're going to do it again next year. Try to win, but also rebuild this team through the draft for sustainable success. That's the idea. Yeah. So I don't know, but they're going to need a quarterback, Will. And thank you for the call. And really, I do appreciate your uh, your support. Sorry to cut you off there. Uh, we do appreciate your support. Check us out on the free Odyssey app whenever you want. For you guys, it's great. You can listen to me whenever. I have to be here for the overnight. But the free Odyssey app helps you out there. You know, with Jones, that's that's the dilemma. It's not a it's not an easy spot for the Giants. You could look at it two ways. Say, one, well, we found our franchise quarterback, at least we think. Or two, well, we have a guy that could be our franchise quarterback, but we don't think he's worth, you know, upwards of $40 million plus. And let's say you do give him that because you don't want to leave, you don't want to lose him. You don't want Daniel Jones to leave. Well, then what? How are you building a team out that's good enough to win with Daniel Jones as your quarterback? If you're paying Aaron Rodgers, and he's the example because I want him to come to the Jets, but whoever it may be, certain quarterbacks, even Dak, and by the way, Dak struggled last year, as we know, in the postseason too, making you know 
one one interception was costly enough to be able to you know not get by that game against the Niners. But you you've seen some of these other guys that are getting paid a ton of money have enough success to where you can say you know what they don't need the best around them to succeed. With Jones, he's going to need more. The guy threw, to Emmanuel's point before, who's sitting in for Marco tonight, the guy threw 15 touchdowns. Like, you need more. Everybody knows he needs more weapons. Well, how are you getting those weapons around him if you're already in trouble with the cap and you got to pay Daniel Jones more money? Whether it's with the franchise tag or a longer-term contract for more money. Giants going to be a tough spot. I'm not trying to take away from Daniel Jones himself where he's earned the right to maximize his income. But you're not fooling me. I'm not paying. I watch Daniel Jones just the same way we all have from year one on. And the first few years are not going to go overlooked because of one good year last year. And I'm not being, I don't feel comfortable paying Daniel Jones based on the entire body of work. I don't feel comfortable paying him more than 35 million bucks a year for an extended period. I don't mind paying the quarterback that, not that quarterback. I'm not trying to knock him. I'm just saying that he's good for your team at the right price. And I don't think that over 35 million is the right price, or at least over 40 million. 877-337-6666. We keep going with your calls, whatever it is you want to discuss on this Wednesday morning. Giants and Daniel Jones, Jets and Derek Carr, or Aaron Rodgers. Hey, whoever the Jets get, I'm sure it'll be fine, right? Because their track record at bringing in quarterbacks has been stellar, bro. Um, we'll talk about the Mets, Steve Cohen, all that's going into spring training and what storylines look for there. The Yankees and Aaron Judge uh, and Aaron Boone, I should say, with Aaron Boone talking about Josh Donaldson having a big bounce back year in him. You're crazy if you don't think Donaldson has a bounce back year in him. That's the words of the Yankees skipper, or should I say data applicator, plus moving Aaron Judge potentially to left field to accommodate John Carlston. All these topics are on the table T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. The boss, George Steinbrenner, who passed away earlier today at the age of 80. And uh, as a Met fan, I was always envious 
of the Yankees because of Steinbrenner, who I have nothing but tremendous respect for. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. On the fan, 877-337-6666 is the number to call. Whatever it is that you want to talk about on this Wednesday morning. Had a couple of notes, you know, that I wanted to get to. We mentioned the Darren Ruff quote from Tim Healy. We've talked King Cohen and the Mets, obviously, Boone on Donaldson, Stanton moving to right field, Judge potentially to left as well. One thing I didn't get to, and look, we could recap All-Star Weekend, whatever. I mean, it wasn't a big deal, although Mac McClung. Uh, had one of the best dunk contest performances of all time. I never heard of the dude before, um, but maybe that's the key for the NBA uh, to make the dunk contest relevant. I think they know that, um, is to have guys that are actually passionate and care, thoughtful, creative, and great at dunking like McClung. Man, what a show that was that he put on. But one thing that I wanted to get to from yesterday, and look, I, I know that right now is not the time to talk hockey, as we'll get more into that come playoff time, but the Rangers have been on such a roll. The one thing is Shesterkin has not been as good, especially Monday night uh, against the Jets at home. And then he didn't meet the media after, and you know, people are upset about that. Look, leave Igor alone. Let's let's not play this build him up, knock him down game. He was great a year ago. Best goalie in the league by far. Clearly the Rangers need him to be able to get to the next level and go out there and win a Stanley Cup. So the idea that he didn't meet the media one night after struggling against Winnipeg, who cares? Leave him alone. 877-337-6666. Rich is calling from Long Hill, New Jersey. What's up, Rich? What's up, Sal? How are you? Good, Rich. How are you? Good. So, listen, I'm not going to I'm, – I'm very interested in the whole Giants thing. I'm a Cowboys fan living in Giants country. And, you know, it always comes back. Every is Dak, Dak, Dak. I mean, hmm. look at Dak. You look at Dak. You look at Daniel Jones, and even more. I want to talk about Zeke compared to Saquon. You look at where they are in their careers, and when Dak got paid, and when Zeke got paid. Daniel Jones and and Saquon. You look at the numbers; they're not even close to what what they were. You know, they they earned their money. I mean, Zeke's numbers were and still are borderline Hall of Fame, but my, my main point of this is what the Giants do is actually bring somebody in who could actually get some draft picks and actually learn how to draft. So, well, that's what Joe, I mean, that's why Joe Shane's here. He's been here one well, year. So you got to, uh, yeah. I mean, you look at, listen, I mean, the Giants always want to talk about uh, if we have an offensive line. They drafted Odell Beckham over Zach Martin. Oh, I remember. I mean, I remember, oh, yeah. I remember it was a long time ago, but I, they fired that general manager, Jerry Reese. He's no yep. longer here. Yep. And then, Eli Apple, Eric Flowers. I Evan, remember. Evan Ingram. Yep. You know what? Stop. And again, look at them. Draft your offensive line. That's well, I mean, the, now you're going back a long time ago, but correct. That set the Giants up for what became just failures to a level that we have not seen in a very, very long time from this Giants franchise. But you can't oh. now go back all that way. You can go back. 
a little bit to where, you know, uh, Dave Gettleman took over. And although we talked about building an offensive line, didn't really do much to help, at least initially. I mean, Thomas was turned out to be a good player, even though he didn't have a, a great year. Look, Joe Shane took over last year, drafted Evan Neal. So they are trying to right. rebuild but, the but, offensive but I, line. What, what, what I will say about about um, about Saquon, listen, I look at Zeke, it, it was in the same type of situation. We got Tony Pollard in the fourth round. I look what Tony Pollard's now become. Yeah. That, you, that, could get a, you could get a running back. Mid to late rounds. Why are you going to sit here and pay this guy this money? Right, you're exactly right, Rich, and thank you for the call. You're exactly right. It happens all the time. That is why I would not pay a running back. Hate to say it. See, here's why the Giants would pay Saquon. This is why Gettleman put them in a difficult spot when they just selected him number two. When you take a running back that high. You're making that running back one of the faces of your franchise. And for a Giants team that has been so bad for a very long time, Barkley was one of, you know, the the pillars of hope. And went healthy outside of not this past year, the year before, he was coming back from an injury, was dancing beyond the offensive line too much, whatever, dancing under the line of scrimmage. When healthy, Barkley's been productive. Problem is he's often hurt. And now the bigger problem is he's going to command more money. And I just would not do it. Now, the reason why the Giants would is because of, yes, his ability naturally, but because he means more to them. Because he means more to Giants fans. They don't look at it as just awesome running back that we could draft somebody that's as good, if not better, Maybe not better, but we could draft somebody as good or close to it in the third, fourth round and save a ton of money. They don't look, the the fans aren't looking at that. They're looking at saying, Saquon Barkley's my guy. I remember when the Giants drafted him. Love Saquon. We wanted to be here forever. Plus, he was a beast this year. Those are reasons why you want to pay him. Not because of the production and value that it's going to take to retain him. Because it's not a good value. You're not wasting whatever it is that they spend, say twelve million, thirteen million. You're not wasting that, but you could get a you could get similar production out of a running back out of the draft and pay a fraction of what Barkley is gonna want. Angelo is calling from Florida. What's up, Angelo? Hey, how you doing, Sal? Good morning, Angelo. How are you? Good morning. Good. I'm doing all right. Uh, the Jets are in uh, like serious cap space problems here. They're, they're the Jets. The Jets are. They're roughly two hundred and sixty thousand dollars over the cap, which is nothing, right? But they have four guys that are due. Um, you got. Let's see. Let me just look at this. You got um, uh, Corey Davis due ten point five million. Um, Braxton Berrios five million. Dwayne Brown five million. Jordan Whitehead seven point three million plus you got to play pay Mike White. No, they don't. Oh, a lot of these guys are gonna they're, they're just gonna let them walk. I know there's there's a lot of them they're gonna let walk. That's yeah, but you I'm didn't saying. say you didn't. There was not one name in there. Maybe Barrios I like, but there was not really one name in there that would make me go nuts if they lost them. Yeah, well, you got you, you got what's his name Lawson, mm-hmm. who's. He's in that in that position right now where they have to make a decision to sign him, 
and then you have to restructure Mosley, and you've got Quentin and, Williams. You got to you got to do something with. Well, that's contract. one that that's going to be a big deal getting Williams locked yeah. up, and obviously he's already talking. Okay, but they they'll be fine. I mean, the Jets are in a good spot to where they could absorb Aaron Rodgers' contract and still pay Quentin Williams. I mean, th- there's no circumstance that I could see that the Jets aren't going to lock up Quentin Williams. No, I know that. You've got um, Connor McGovern, uh, George Fant, Joe Flacco, who you know you, they're going to let go, and safety Lamarius Joyner as well, right? right? And then you got to restructure, like I said, you got to restructure Mosley de- Mosley's deal. All right, but I mean, every team's the, got issues that they have to go through here, Angela. What, what's the point exactly? What are you worried about? Well, the point is that they don't have enough money to sign a car. No, they do. It. They do. They're gonna look. They're gonna get. And I look. I can't. And thank you for the call, Angela. I can't break down. You know, you did a good job there, giving you know some reference, some guys that are gonna make decisions on. I'm not gonna break down the salary cap and how it works. I don't even know how the whole thing works and where they can fit it in. But obviously the Jets are going to get a quarterback one way or another. They'll make it fit. They've got so many guys on rookie deals that the Jets are in an advantageous position to when it comes to adding Aaron Rodgers or another quarterback. There's no way the Jets do not come away this offseason with a quarterback, a real quarterback. Now, the bigger question is, how do we know or why should we trust the Jets to get the right quarterback? Because it's funny, yesterday when I was reading tweets about Derek Carr and his meeting with Robert Sala and, oh, my God, they love each other. And the Jets organization, you know, Carr was high on the Jets. The Jets were high on him. The Jets organization talking about knowing about quarterbacks and, oh, yeah, they love this guy. They think that Carr could take them to another level, or they think he's the guy. You know, they also thought that Zach, the, the Jets, this group, Joe Douglas, they drafted Zach Wilson. So how much can they know about quarterbacks? Why would I take anything that they say seriously? It'd be like me picking an NLE's division winner this year. Why? Can, and by the way, not even as bad. I only screwed up once, and by a tiebreaker. How many times have the Jets organization screwed up the quarterback position? You know, you, you get the point. And, and I know that you can't tie in all the prior regimes and all the quarterback failures that the Jets have had in their history. But I have a hard time listening to what anybody in that building says about Derek Carr and what he could be as a franchise leader and all that stuff and what he would you know, bring to the team where he could take them. I have a hard time trusting them knowing that they selected Zach Wilson and hired LaFleur to be a rookie offensive coordinator. Like, they made some stupid moves, and they paid for it. Eddie calling from the Bronx. What's up, Eddie? What's up, Sal? Oh, man, I'm listening to you, and you you, you hit the nail on the head and bend it um, with, with the Giants. This is, this is kind of bad because... As a Giants fan, you're so right. I think people are tied to him. And like years ago when I said, the Giants are going to trade Odell Beckham. And I told that to my friends. And they were like, oh, gosh, you're crazy. You're crazy. Because most most Giants fans, including myself a lot of times, you tie yourself into a player that you really like. And, and, and the reality is I think what a lot of times what happens is, and I tell a lot of my friends, it's like, this isn't fantasy football. Like, 
keeping Saquon is not a good football decision. It's not. Right. And the thing about it is, is like, like you said, you can get a bat later in the draft. You can get that. I'm, I don't even think keeping Daniel Jones is the guy because I tell a lot of people, and you know this and everyone knows this, the way to win in the NFL is a quarterback. Everybody at the top of the power rankings, unless you got a, I mean, I'm talking about a top of the line defense. There's a reason why Patrick Mahomes is has the, has the Chiefs at the top of the rankings every single season. Right. It's because that's what wins in the NFL. But I don't know. I think at the end of the day, if it were up to me, I I don't know. I give up the two threes that they have, and I try to go get myself a quarterback. I, and I I know what Giants fans are going to say because it's going to be two steps two steps forward. But the thing about it was two steps backwards to get to get three steps forward. But the thing about it is I think Saquon and Daniel Jones took too long to develop, and now they're going to take up too much of the cap, and you can't pay them. Right, just the way that it worked out. Even with Barkley, I wouldn't say he took too long to develop. It's just that no. at, at this point for a running back where they're at, it makes no, no. sense. It is hard, and by, and by the way, I thought the best move Gettleman made was trading Odell Beckham Jr. So, I, and I get it; oh. it's easy for me to say somebody who didn't grow up a Giants fan necessarily, but I thought that there were other things with Odell. I, it's not the same with Barkley or Jones now, but what is similar is that there's a, an attachment there that the fans have to their own guy, exactly. a guy that you drafted. Uh, you know, great players like that, or at, at times at least had great mm-hmm. moments. But is it the right business move to go all in and invest in Daniel Jones and to a lesser extent Saquon Barkley? I don't think it is. No, no, I don't think it is. And I think, lastly, I think, and I've always said this to a lot of Giants fans, and and, the, and I say this all the time: is the only way you take Barkley in a scenario is like a Tim Duncan scenario. If Mahomes goes down for the season and you have a guy like that sitting in your face, that's when you take him. If Josh Allen goes down for the season and you end up getting the first pick in the draft and Barkley's there, that's when you take him. You don't take him. He's a he's he's cherry on he's the cherry on the top. Correct. The team. Similar to what Dallas That's did. It. Dallas had everything. Remember, Dallas had a big offensive line. Dallas had pieces in place where they took Ezekiel Elliott at the time. I get that there could be transcendent running backs atop the draft in unless it is a final need. To your point, cherry on top. You don't do it. It's just the way the structure is set up in the NFL. You cannot justify paying a running back big money. When you can find a similar production or similar, sim, you can find similar production later in in, uh, in the draft for free. Who was the Chiefs? Well, where did the Chiefs get Pacheco last year? Right, right. Look at him, stud running back, physical runner. You can find those guys. Call brought it up before Cowboy fan where they got Tony Pollard in the fourth round. I think he said you can find these guys all over the place. It happens all the time. Yeah, and I think unfortunately, I mean, Giants fans, include myself. I would, ra- I, I like the kid Will Levis out of Kentucky, but I know what that means. That that's a project that's going to take two or three years. But I think what happened is we as Giants fans, we got a taste of winning this year, and and we don't want that taken from us. You know, it's like the perfect won't. storm, Eddie. Perfect. Not not that it's bad because it's not. Winning is never bad. I don't care what anybody says. Uh, even if it costs you a draft pick, getting to the division round is never a bad thing. But it is like the perfect storm of unique circumstance where they had, you know, I always like a clean break. You hire a new general manager, a new quarterback. You ideally want those guys to pick their guy. They, they, decline, 
Yeah, they didn't do that. They declined the fifth-year option on Jones, but they keep him there. He proves his worth. Now they want him. It could be a tricky spot as opposed to Joe Shane just saying, yeah, that's great, he's nice and everything, but I want my own quarterback. And think of all that had to go, had to go, not wrong, but had to break this way for this to be the scenario where Giants had to make the playoffs and be good and get in the divisional round. Daniel Jones, in a year where after watching him the first three years, you never thought he would be this good, he has to go out there and have a big year. Like There was a lot of things that had to happen for the Giants to be in this now awkward spot, and they've all happened, it seems. Yeah, and you know, like you said, everything has to be almost ideal. You got to go out and get a receiver. And the thing about it is, is if you go out and get him a receiver, and then he doesn't take another step forward, now you've got all this money that you literally have got to sit on. It becomes like they went out and tried to get Kenny Galladay, and now that is blown up in their face. The reality is, is in, in essence, let's be real. The team isn't built correctly. And that's the problem. And I think a lot of teams, once everybody realizes you don't build a team around the running back. Right. The, team, the, the NFL is quarterback-centric. That's why Patrick Mahomes is the guy. And I'm not saying you need a Patrick Mahomes. What I'm just saying is you need a guy who you know going in every Sunday, you know, you can look at him and say, that's my guy. Like, the Bills have that. But their and, team, their team, you nailed it, Eddie, and thank you for the call. We appreciate you taking the time to give us a call. Their team is not built the right way, which is why Joe Shane needs to continue to rebuild it. Because the Giants far exceeded expectations, because they had that success and have now given the fans new hope, there's this feel that they should now be competing right now and go try to win a Super Bowl when in reality it is year two of a total rebuild. That is so early on, it's scary. Year two. So, I mean, I get that you want to win, and Dable did a great job, but let's remember where we're at with this team, which is basically the ground floor. We're known for being polite, so we give you a chance to talk too. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Vegas. Superbook Sports gives you the chance every week to go head-to-head with the best odds makers in Las Vegas. No fancy computer algorithms, no guys across the pond setting lines for American sports. Just the best team of odds makers in the business behind the counter at Superbook in Las Vegas. Plus, Superbook features some of the best odds boosts and promo bets anywhere. So download the Superbook Sports app or Visit Superbook.com and start your battle against Vegas right now. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
66, 66 is the number to call. Going to 5 a.m. The warm-up show with Al and CeeLo, who's in for Jerry, who's in for Gio. I think Gio, uh, I don't know what the issue was yesterday. I guess he had to go home sick, and he's out sick today. Uh, but Jerry will fill in for him with Boomer. And then CeeLo, of course, fills in for Jerry with Al. 877-337-6666. Val is calling from the Bronx. What's up, Val? What's good, Sal, baby? What's going on, my man? How are you, Val? Good to hear from you. I'm trying to be like you, baby boy. What's that? And do what? Yeah, how we come back from Aruba and then be gone again like that. That's <laughs> nice, bro. I need your management. I need your agent or whoever's pulling now, the Now, hold on me, a second. What do you mean gone again? I took two days. You have to remember, if I'm working like a Sunday morning, that counts as a day. So then I take would take off an overnight. Or if I work. I got you. Like got you. La- last week, I worked five days a week. Or five days that week. I worked Sunday morning with Moose. I did an overnight show. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And then I did the Thursday show filling in for Carton. So that was my five days. This week. President's Day, and then the day after, I wanted to take off. So I took two days off. Humble little me. I live in my overnight world, bro. When I get out of work, the first thing I do is flick on my phone, and I'm looking to see the name they're showing up there. I ain't see your name for a few days. So I was like, you yeah, got it nice. I'm sorry. I know I left you guys hanging for a while. No, I actually got worried about you. I, I think I spoke to Chris yesterday, and I was like, this don't seem like him. I got scared that something happened. It was it was comforting to know that, that it was just that you got some – well-deserved time off. So I appreciate that. Thank you very much, Val. What's on your mind today? Man, um, I wanted to ask you, so, well, I wanted to ask you something about the Jets, but before I do that, um, that stuff with the Giants with Saquon, I think some of it, too, has a little bit more to do with how dynamic he actually is and how much of a playmaker he actually is. I mean, he kind of transcends the whole spot of running back to some extent. He Wasn't he like one of the... I'm a Jets fan, so I don't know too much about the ins and outs, but wasn't he like one of their highest receivers last year too? Yeah, well, no, he's been, I mean, it was a two-man show offensively with Jones and Barkley. You're right. It's not all about the fact that the Giant fan has an attachment to him. That's a big part of it, don't get me wrong. But, yeah, I mean, the guy is an explosive player, one of the, you know, a, a, he's a terrific playmaker in this league. It's, it's almost like, do you see McCaffrey as just a running back? Um, McCaffrey's better than Saquon Barkley. Well, I hear you with that, but they still kind of like that same mold almost. You know what I'm saying? Eh, I don't think like, Barkley's as good. A little bit more than, huh? I, think, I think Barkley's more explosive than McCaffrey, but I don't think Barkley's anywhere near as good a receiver as McCaffrey is. All right, all right, but, all right. But look, you're talking about, it doesn't matter anyway. You're talking about a, Barkley's a top running back and a top you know playmaker and explosive player where the Giants obviously don't have a lot of that. But he's still a running back that you can find somebody, maybe not as good as him, but a much better value and get similar production late in the draft. Like you don't, you just don't pay overpay for a running back, especially on a rebuilding team. No, nah, it's, it's real talk. It, it, it's just unfortunate because running backs have become a kind of ca- one of the major casualties of the whole uh, salary cap era with the NFL because they have been so devalued now compared to other players on the or other positions. On the field, that it's not even funny. That, that's I, I hate the, sal- the lead. I hate the salary cap, Val. I, I think it's unfair. I think it's ridiculous in the NFL, especially when you start to see now where it gets out of control with the quarterbacks, where you don't have a choice but to pay a quarterback a ton of money, but then you're going to be screwed elsewhere. I, 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 elsewhere, yeah. I don't like it. Even, even with the loyalty that that some of the the, call, the previous calls were going into, because you can't have that in the NFL anymore. You're but, really just looking to kind of like milk and and not even milk, but. 
like exploit rookies while they're here and as soon as they really develop and become somebody that that's really talented they're gone. like yo i can't afford you i gotta start over again yeah you know? so it's the, it's the system is not it, it it doesn't make sense it's not right you're exactly right you just nailed it but um to get to to why i really called though mm-hmm. um let me before i i get into it let me ask you one question How, are you are you at the point where you're ready to give up on zach yet um no Okay, that being said, like, I I spoke, and I didn't get to talk to you, but it was on my mind since, like, last week with this whole thing, you know, that's going on. And I don't know why, but I kind of feel like if it, it, you know, if it's a choice between Aaron and and Carr, never mind the talent, Aaron is clear, far and above, you know, Carr, and it's like a no-brainer with that. But I I also kind of think an additional thing, if you're somebody that's not willing to give up on Zach, do you think that Aaron has more of a positive effect on Zach than Derek Carr would? Yes, I do. Remember, too. I mean, the two of them are like kind of like the same. As a matter of fact, day one when they met, uh, when Zach was a rookie, you know, you heard all this, the the, the glowing stuff you heard. Well, he loves him. Zach Wilson looked looked up to Aaron Rodgers. That's the guy that he wants to be. And I think there are better and, mentors available that are out there, but, yeah, I think that Rodgers is but, the best quarterback available. See, Plus, I think he'll be a great mentor to Zach. And even that, like, you know, because I'm, I'm always one of those that's, I, like I, I've said it before, and I'm always, I've seen the, the, the documentary with that whole Bledsoe and Brady thing. So this whole thing with, like, a, a senior QB being a mentor for a younger guy, I'm always kind of leery of that because I don't see them as, as that being – you know, a priority in the older guy's mind, but only because of how glowingly and how, you know, there seems to be some kind of, I don't know to what level it exists, but there seems to be some kind of connection between how the two of them view each other. Cause Aaron had a lot of good things to say about that. And so that's why I'm like, would he be more open to like the, the kind of stuff that you, where Carr is like, yo, this is my job and I'm trying to hold on to it. Aaron knows he has like a two to three year window and maybe, you know, not that he is, Going out of his way to right, it's totally you know, different circumstances. Apparent, but it, totally you know what I'm saying? yeah, yes, I do. Totally different circumstances, Val. If the Jets go with, and thank you for the call, Val. As always, appreciate you checking in. If the Jets go with Derek Carr, that is officially the end of Zach Wilson because Derek Carr is going to be here a long time. If they go with Aaron Rodgers or Rodgers decides to go with them. Then you can see a situation, maybe not likely, but you can see a situation where at the end of two years, the Jets make the transition to go with Zach Wilson. Now, they'd have to sign him to a deal, but at that point, who else would possibly sign Zach Wilson? It's weird timing of it, but there is a path to transition from Rodgers to Zach Wilson. Here's the bottom line. If the Jets get any of these other quarterbacks, Zach Wilson is basically basically irrelevant. Jimmy is calling from Jersey City. Good morning, Jimmy. Good morning, Mr. Salvatore. How are you? Good, Jimmy. How you been? I've been all right. Long time no speak. Yeah, long time. How was your Ruby trip? It was very nice. Thank you for asking. It was nice to be away for a little bit. I I remember the guy, the limo guy called you earlier. He said it was on one of the safest vacation spots. I said, I guess he don't remember one of the most famous murders that were down in down in the room with that young girl. From yeah, Natalie uh, Holloway or whatever it was. Oh, yeah, yeah exactly. That's yeah. the one famous one. You're right. It's usually uh, you know one big happy island, the safest place ever, but that was a big one there. Like you said, people, you meet people that are yeah, well, I've been coming here 30, 40 years. Like, really? Come on, the whole world out there. Where you just want to go yeah, that one dude, spot. Dude, Jimmy, I, you, you're exactly right. I don't get it. 
It's almost every person that I talk to is like, oh, I love Aruba. I go all the time. And I'm like, why? Just You're right. There's a whole world to oh, explore. Exactly. <laughs> I get exactly. it. It's a great place. Don't get me wrong. But I can't go. Like, even my wife was like, yeah, I wouldn't come back here for another five, six, maybe 10 years, whatever. Exactly. I haven't been there in the last 15 years. There you go. So there you go for that. Hey, sir, uh, about the accommodation for the Yankees with the uh, at judge in left field. That's more accommodation for DJ LeMayu. Because Stanton's going to play Toyo like a month ago. They got no they got no spot for that guy, DJ. Stanton, regardless, is going to play right field so, at DH. Yeah, so I'm curious, what would you do? You want to move judge from right to left? You don't care? I I, I like I, I told you, I've been telling you, I'd, I'd rather keep uh, Stanton as a DH, Cabrera left field, judge right field. That's my defense. Right. Exactly. So I would agree with you. I'd rather do that than what they're thinking about doing. So you're saying they're just trying to open up the DH spot for yeah, LeMayu? Yeah, they, yeah, they want to get LeMayu right. in the lineup. Yeah. yeah now I mean, he's saying, now he's, he's, saying, he's saying, quote, he's 100% healthy now. That's what he's saying. So right. now, uh, now Boone's got to find him a spot. Right. So assuming everybody stays healthy and, and yeah, nobody and gets you, traded. And, and, you, and you also know he's going to platoon third base, second base, and first base during the year, so. He's going to get us that back. Right, and wrote it exactly. And wrote the H-spot. So that's what I mean. It's not going to be an everyday set lineup, but LeMay, you could play third one day. Donaldson sits out, and Stanton can DH. He can play exactly, second one exactly. day. Glaber sits out, same thing. But you're right. They need – they're not doing it for permanent purposes, but they're doing it so that they could have versatility and flexibility to be able to get LeMay more at bats. So you know, right? Exactly. That makes sense. Yeah. Hey, uh, I was looking over the both schedules, Nets and Knicks. I know you're a Knicks fan. I'm a Nets fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, they both got tough schedules opening up the second half. Nets got like nine of their first 11 on the road. The Knicks, uh, they got, what, 22 games left out? I have not looked at uh, yeah, Knicks, how many games. That's Nets, it, huh? Yeah. Uh, Nets, the good thing for the Nets is I think they finished with uh, eight out of the last ten at home. But Knicks have played 60 games, so there you go. Yeah, 22, 22 left. And 20, yeah. Right. So I, I got the Knicks finishing 11-11 uh, uh, for that 22, and the Nets finishing 14-10 uh, and 10 for that 24. Which would get them, and, the at, at the very least, uh, ahead of the Knicks. I don't know if it would uh, secure that. Well, that's cool. I'm, a Net, I'm a Nets fan, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna, my outcome's going to be that way. You might have the Knicks going 14-9, uh, 8-8 eight, eight or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. I think ultimately at the end of it, though, I think the Knicks are better than the Nets right now, Jimmy. And thank you for yeah, the call. Good. Oops, sorry, Jimmy. Um, good to hear from you there. Got to get the update here in a minute. Um, I think after the trades with Kyrie and KD, the Knicks are in a better spot than Brooklyn. And we don't need to play out the whole schedule. I can't believe there's only 22 games left. Uh, the Knicks will be at Washington on Friday as they return from the break. They get a nice little three-game homestand including that one against your Nets. Yeah, the Knicks play the first couple of weeks. Oh, boy. Let's say through March 14th. The Knicks are in Washington, home against the Pelicans, home against the Celtics, home against the Nets. That's a tough four-game stretch. At Miami, at Boston, tough two games there. Home against Charlotte, and then they have that dreaded West Coast trip. At Sacramento, at Clippers, at Lakers, at Portland. That's a that's a rough stretch. I don't know. I mean, I'm just happy that the Knicks are more entertaining this year. More fun to watch. Jalen Brunson's been a stud. How far can they go? Who knows? 
only time will tell here. But, you know, the idea that a, a five spot is now realistic for him, I think that's a good thing. Because prior to, you know, the Nets making those moves, didn't seem likely at all. It seemed like the Knicks would barely hang on in the top six. And now without the Nets, with Kyrie and KD, you could see a scenario where the Knicks could potentially get as high as the five seed. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.